All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast from yet another parking lot with a mobile unit here. And uh, that's also my nickname for my guest, the mobile unit. <laughs> it's it's Daryl Gordon Purvis again, everybody. The mobile unit, please, homie. The mobile unit. Oh, MU, they call me. I, I didn't take my jacket off before we started this podcast. But it's all right. We can only do about 10 minutes, and then we have to go in. Uh, we're we're in we're in the uh, we're in Bowmanville. We're in a Legion Hall parking lot because we're legally parked. I believe totally illegally uh, parked. There's nowhere else. This is the dream, guys. This you aspiring comedians who are listening to this. Oh man, this is as good as it gets. This is actually about as good as it gets in Canada, <laughs> where you go it, because it's a it's a nice show. It's sold a sold out. out. Two hundred and fifty people, and. Um, we, we couldn't even get in because the lineup is out the door. So we decided we'll do the first half of the podcast, and then we'll see if the show goes well. Then we'll be a happy group going home. But if it uh, goes shitty, then, uh, you know, we'll be screaming on the way home. Well, we'll probably be screaming anyway. Yeah, we like to scream. So, Daryl, how'd you get this gig? <laughs> I was contacted by another comedian, David Tassonis, you fans of... Uh, B-level British comedy might know to some of this. <laughs> yeah, all those, uh, <laughs> He's the, performing in legions across Britain as we speak. You UK fans, if you're <laughs> tuning in, go check out old Dave Tassonis. <laughs> David uh, Tassonis. He uh, looks a bit like Homer Simpson. Uh, Wait, now is that he, sa- he sounds like John Lovitz and looks like looks Homer like Simpson? John Lovitz. I always he looks think. a little bit like John Lovitz too. Um, and so he called me, or texted me, messaged me something, and said, "Hey, you, you want to do this show? I did a few years ago." Sorry, Mark. I'm just checking the Leaf score. Uh, wow, so. this is uh, <laughs> the podcast is high on the priorities here. Funny part is, I was already reading Daryl's Twitter when he said that. I was just looking over at his phone. <laughs> at least you're losing one nothing as we tape this. So let's hope that's better. Yeah, on, on the way home. And then we'll, yeah. you don't want to be in a bad mood for two reasons. Yeah. Now, to see, the thing is, look, while this is a sold-out show, 250 people are crammed in. It looks like a little more. It looks like they're going to try to squeeze more than 250 into a small room. So it sounds like, hey, you guys are going to have a great time, but you never know. The sound could be shit. Uh, the, you know, maybe we just get off on the wrong foot. Maybe, maybe I, you know, I start uh, insulting the Jews a lot. You I know, think, I think in Bowmanville you'll be okay. Oh yeah, well maybe. <laughs> in fact, maybe I should start. That's how I should start uh, my set. Also, I uh, I talked to the uh, person running the show, and you're going to go on first. Yep. And then they're going to draw or sell fifty fifty tickets. No. And then I go on. Okay, so, so it's getting break worse. up the rhythm. <laughs> it is. It is definitely getting worse. Um, so, so I'm going to go on. Then they're going to sell fifty fifty tickets. And am I? Uh, do I announce these winners? I probably no, no, no. Do. We don't have to announce the winners. You said we don't have to stick around for the winners. They're just selling 50-50 tickets. We're going to wait it out while they do that. All right. Hold the mic just a little bit closer. Is that better? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, now you sound there like... There you go. Now you sound like a nice radio uh, personality. You think I've used a microphone before. But, you would. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hey, you know, it's a charity. They're raising money. Uh, they rescue dogs. That's cool. And um, they literally pay for surgeries for these dogs out of their own pockets. Yep. And this is a good way for them to get some money and recoup. And this uh, is a uh, long-time listeners to the podcast. They know that Daryl Purvis was on other gigs that I was doing Christmas time. So I'd get a gig, and they'd be like, "We got it's a one-man show. Can you come out by yourself? And I always hate that. 
So as, I would, as this show is. And that's what this one is. So I would say to Daryl back at Christmas, why don't you come? You can do like 10 minutes, and I'll give you a little bit of money. We'll have we'll have some fun in the car. You know? We'll uh, record- whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Hand jobs, specifically. That's, that's my level of fun. <laughs> Mark's having a baby in a week, and I'm getting married in two. So this is an awkward way for our wives. No, they, find out. they don't listen. <laughs> they don't listen to this shit. We are uh, we're legally parked in the Volvo XC60. Uh, they'll probably get towed away. We'll be stuck in Bowmanville for a week. That is, Daryl brings up a good point. My wife is uh, nine months pregnant right now, and she literally could go at any second. And Daryl's like, hey, you want to you wanna drive an hour and a half away from your wife, you know, and do a show all night long? Oh, he sure. Said, do I? Do I? <laughs> She can get to the hospital on her own. <laughs> Literally, we have Daryl's uh, wife. Do you call you call her a wife? Yeah, right? good enough. It's yeah. you know, good. We'll it, be unless she comes to her senses in the next two weeks. We'll right, two weeks that. from now, she's a wife. So your fiance, to be yeah. exact, she my Beyonce, your Beyonce. She is across the street from uh, from my wife. We live very close to each other, and she is ready for action. She's on call. She's on call. If Sarah has to go to the hospital, boom. Uh, Diane, 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 you got to say Diane in English because I can't say it in French. Zien, Zien, oui, that's close. Zien, yep. and uh, my boy can say it. My two-year-old boy, he he's got the French accent down. He laughs at me. Do you know that? Well, I, he'll ask me to read French books so he can laugh at me. I'll read them in French, and he just kills himself. He's already a French snob. Already. Yeah, well, they breed them young. Yeah, they do. It's just it's part of their genes. It's part <laughs> of their genes. Oh man, we got we got a countdown. We're in, in four minutes. Four minutes. We're gonna put away this podcast. I'm gonna hide it because get Bowmanville. Am I right? Yeah. I don't need people bursting into the car stealing this fucking uh, Zoom H6 recorder. This is expensive, man. I'm also gonna tape us. I think uh, I'm gonna tape it. The videotape it. You know. Okay. Do the 4K camera. That's what you want. Because I'm doing a special. You guys, long-time listeners to the podcast, you know about my special. I'm going to try to do... Are you smelling the mic again? <laughs> every time I give Daryl a microphone, he marvels at how clean the pop filters are. Because I give him a new one every time. And he's just smelling the newness. It is smells so nice. That is, that's, the, that's the sounds of Daryl Purvis and sniffing the mic. Oh, it's nice. That is, it is nice. See? <laughs> Goes with our handjob theme. Now... <laughs> Is that the theme? Yeah, that's the theme. <laughs> that's the theme of my entire podcast. Um, what was I talking about? Long time listeners of the podcast, they know something. You get hand jobs that in every podcast? I get hand jobs in every podcast. I will say this. This is like Daryl when he asked me to do the show. I'm like, you know, like it's it's just it's a little bit of money. You know, it's not much. It's just to, just to go out and, and, and help him out for the show the same way he did for me. So we're, we uh, do each other favor, go, hey, go out. Have have some fun time, and I get a, a podcast. So basically, I feel like I'm getting paid to do this podcast. Oh, you're a professional podcaster now. I'm a professional podcaster. What was I talking about? Where I said long. Oh, time you're gonna. Uh, uh, well, you're talking about you might be having a baby. Yeah, there was that. Uh, long kind podcast listeners would know, uh, and then you tailed off. I did. Well. This is uh, the listeners. They're they're well aware that I often forget where I was going, and then I just move on. We <laughs> just move on. We're um, sitting here watching the Canadians being played on satellite radio again. Now, Scott Thompson is currently on. Fantastic, huh? Yeah. We're going to actually make some money. Yeah. People send me pictures constantly of my jokes being played on that, and then I'm 
I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! I'm getting rich. I'm, and I don't know. Like I'm famous. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, I I love it. Like I like I like getting the free money from uh, the satellite radio. But it's gonna it's gonna come to an end. You know, it's gonna Apple or some Google or some shit's gonna buy out uh, satellite radio and kill it off, and then they're gonna use streaming services. You know, something's gonna happen. And every friggin' comic, every Tom, Dick, and Harry who has five minutes recorded uh, is being played. So, like, the money is going to keep getting, you know, and fair enough. Like, share the wealth. But it's going to keep going down and down to the point where it's not going to be much of a revenue source. That's my theory. But, you know, while it lasts, it's good. Oh, man. I am just, I'm, I'm rambling because I want, I, I, I want to delay the, the time. But you can't. You can't stop the time, Daryl. No. It's it's approaching eight o'clock. It's seven forty nine. We really should go in at least ten to eight. And uh but it doesn't matter how long I'm doing it. It's I still it's like, well, we still gotta go. We gotta go perform. And it could go poorly. You know? It could go great. It could go they great. They seem like they're excited. They want comedy. They're they do seem like they're excited. But sometimes uh when when they're excited, sometimes they're too drunk. And then it goes no, off the no, rails. They don't seem too drunk. Though. No, yeah, I, I got to say, this does, like, even the vibe in the line, even, I liked it. I got to say, I did. Yeah. You know, I'm just telling the viewers out there, the listeners, listeners. they can watch, they can stare yeah, yeah. at their devices yeah. if they want. <laughs> it's good viewing. It's good viewing. Then I'm just saying that it, it can go poorly. Like, and Daryl's a different story. He's a veteran. If, oh, I remember you're, what I was talking about. Yeah. I remember what I was talking about. I'll get back to the, what I was talking about in a second. But, like, I'll be doing shows with the young kids and they'll see a packed house and they're like oh it's gonna be awesome i'm like guys you're a little young not a packed house doesn't mean awesome but daryl who is still smelling <laughs> the microphone daryl who's a veteran there's more to it there's more nuance than just a packed house it's got to have a certain level of electricity in the air and that electricity like i said it can't go too far it can't be drunken debauchery. It's got to just have that little buzz like, hey, we're out for a show. We're going to have a good time. And yeah. this is what Daryl senses. So this is why I have some confidence in this show. I wasn't inside yet. Daryl was. Oh, and so the thing uh, that I was talking about is that I'm going to be doing a series, uh, a documentary series on Canadian stand-up comedians. And uh, Daryl Purvis is going to be featured in this uh, Comedians You Should Know series. I'm not sure that's the title, but it's going to be something like that. And so that's why I'm taping Daryl. When he's around, here we are, we're at this show, it's sold out, there's electricity in the air. Oh. You know, the microphones smell good. It's a Bowman Saturday, Mo Bowmanville Saturday night. Bowmanville Saturday night. We should write songs about that. There should be a country mm -hmm. song called Bowmanville Saturday night. And we're going to set up the camera in the back of the room. We're going to get it stolen. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that's the price you pay to come to Bowmanville. All right, we better stop. And, yeah. uh, and Let's we go make some Bowmanvillians laugh. Let's do it. Yay, Make comedy. Some Yay, comedy. All right, we'll be back after these uh, brief messages. Call Scout. All right, and we're back. We're, out of, we're out of Bowmanville. I sort of. To, I had to turn off the lights. We are out of Bowmanville. Our microphones are cold because I left them in the car. But, uh, hey, look, to Bowmanville's credit, we did not get robbed. <laughs> Didn't get robbed. Did I take my camera back? Yeah, yes. I yes, did. you did. Jesus Christ. Bowmanville, they wouldn't know what to do with that, right? They'd be looking at it like it's alien technology. <laughs> what is this, 4K? They wouldn't know. Open it up, trying to look for $4,000. Idiots. <laughs> no, we love the people of Bowmanville. Guys, you're in suspense. How was the show, you said? How was it? Daryl, how was the show? It was actually pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Good pretty crowd. Good. Fun. Now, 
the thing is, we're saying beforehand, you never know how a show's going to go. Seems to be a lot of people with some good energy. So we were right about that. And they were into it, and it was a good show. Now, here comes the parts that us veteran comedians, we know. That's why there was hesitation going in, because there's all so many factors. Okay, number one, um, no lights, uh, no stage lights. No. So it was just a, a legion hall. So, you know, picture a parish hall if you went to Catholic high school or, just you know, or a, a, or legion, a, legion. Hall. a legion hall. You guys <laughs> probably know what that is. And just the lights on. It lights are on. You can see everybody. The the least visible people were probably us because we had a bit of a shadow on our face. So not the greatest in terms of lighting. Sound, a bit worse. They uh, they had this one mic that they ran the cord all around the hall. It was like 50-foot-long cord, and it was peaking and buzzing. So we had to try to work around that a little bit. But you know what? We're professionals. Well, I've lost my voice, but... Yeah, Daryl is a professional who lost his voice. He <laughs> He's like Celine Dion. He gives it all at a performance. Before, he was just drinking lemon tea. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even speak. Not in English nor French. He just Then he went up and he, he gave it his all. His voice was really cracking towards the end. Oh, was it ever. He's lost like it. Like four times, I lost it completely. Yeah. And uh, so these are the things, the challenges you have to work around. And I have yet to tell you the largest challenge. So... Um, Daryl was originally booked to do this show by himself. Just a one-man show, as I told you in the earlier part of the broadcast. Now, nobody likes to do those. Comedians, we generally don't like to do just go by yourself and then stand up. It's a bit awkward. You know, it's nice to have an opener. So I came along to do that. But when they found out Daryl had an opener, they decided to do this. They said, you know what, we're doing a raffle. And we're doing draws for prizes. We were going to do it at the end, but let's do it in between you guys. Now, there's two of you. Mm-hmm. So, number one, we wait. We're supposed to go on stage at 8. We don't get on. 8.33, you got on. We got on stage at 8.33. Not that I was timing. No. Oh, I'm passing someone. Um, 8.33, I got on. So, we waited a half an hour for chairs Slash raffle tickets. It, there was n- wasn't enough there chairs so for the many patrons. People. There were so many people that didn't have enough chairs. Well, I was talking to one of the organizers. She was saying that they said the place seated 245, but when they got there, it only seated 170. What? Yeah, so they had to scramble and try to get a bunch of chairs for all the tickets they sold because they sold 250. And uh, so that's why we had to wait the extra half hour. Then I get up. Murder. I mean, <laughs> fucking <laughs> destroy. Like They call him the Bowenville Mangler now. He just... <laughs> Bowmanville Mangler, they call him. It was, uh, yes, ladies were were throwing their Harley Davidson underwear at me. It was fucking, uh, woo! They weren't even taking them off. They were just throwing their bodies. Yes. With Harley Davidson and all. Uh, And, oh, I'll bring this up after. Remind me about the blind guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I do well. I'm happy with it. Like these shows, they can they they can be awkward, they can be weird. But you know, I wait a half hour, I get up and do well. Now I'm I'm thinking, okay, so we introduce, we're going to introduce uh, the the raffle. They'll they'll give away a prize. Then Daryl will come up. No sir, no sir. No. We so I get off stage eight eight thirty three. I did twenty three minutes. So now I'm off stage at eight fifty six. Right. Yes, indeed. Eight fifty six. And now we wait until what was it? Nine thirty. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe not. No, my 9.25. It was 9.20. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah, it was 9.20 exactly. I got off at 10. I did my 40. Yeah, and so we had to wait another 
excruciating amount of time in between. So their people are gone off. They're smoking. They're they're selling raffle tickets. All the momentum of the show is gone. Just gone. And it, it was like sh- a show had never happened. Except these people now have been there since 7:30. Mm-hmm. So now they've been sitting there for two hours, and they've seen 23 minutes of comedy. <laughs> Not the ratio you want. Not the ratio you want. <laughs> and Daryl is sitting to minutes of seeing comedy. Daryl is yet to do his 40 minutes. But to Bowmanville's credit, to their blue collar, and uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am a Newfoundlander from a very blue collar town. So I can say that about these people. These are my people. But they are fucking... Yeah, Mark Bennett is blue collar as they come. Oh, my God. Look, guys, you should see the color of my collar. So <laughs> blue right now. I don't go anywhere without a blue collar. Uh, these people, they're definitely the type of audience that I have no problem playing in front of. But they are, surprisingly, the majority of the audiences that you play. And people in Canada, they often think... It's like the United States. If you're a pitcher in New York City in the United States, that is not the United States. The, not, the United States is the Midwest. That's, that's the way the, the majority of the people are. And the majority of Canadians are not like Torontonians or people from Montreal. They're these small-town folks. And uh, some of them are rough around the edges. And uh, I was talking to some very threatening people. Uh, and most of them ladies, mind you. <laughs> most of them ladies. Yeah. And, uh, but to their credit, these blue-collar Bowmanville dog savers, they, uh, they stuck with Daryl. As soon as he got up, They're boom. Good. Good off the top, good right through. Yeah, what? no, they were a good crowd. So it was a good time. Now, did Daryl get enough money for this? No, we're Canadian entertainers. But he took a paycheck, and he gave some of it to me. And uh, now we're recording this podcast on the way home, feeling pretty good. Which I'm going to charge you the exact same amount that I just paid you. That's true. For my guest appearance. Daryl's podcast fee <laughs> is exactly equal to what he is giving me. Now, here's the thing. Uh, The reason that this is a big success, more than anything, is that my wife did not give birth. It was a major risk. I took a risk. Coming out here to Bowmanville in uh, the armpit of Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) They're nice people. They are nice people. No, the armpit of Ontario is Oshawa. Sorry for you (laughs) Oshawa people. This is more the elbow. This is the elbow. Oshawa is like, and I'm not saying all parts of Oshawa are bad. In fact, there are some parts of Oshawa that are quite expensive. Um, But it's like Scarborough in Toronto. Some parts are so fucking nice that you're like, Jesus Christ, does Prince live here? Well, did he live here before he died? Why is Prince your height of rich? Do you want to know why? Because he has a house in Toronto. That's true. His ex-wife, she Uh rents it out to... um, The bridal path. Yeah, she so she rents it out. She rents out this house to movie sets and uh, people trying to do film shit or, or have weddings. It's so fancy, the house he bought for his ex-wife, that um, it's actually it's commissioned out for Hollywood projects. Did he buy it for his ex-wife or did he buy it for them when they lived here? I think that's what it was. And then he, of course, was like, I'm Prince. I'm not staying married. And she's like, well, I'm keeping this house. And he's like, fair enough, baby. I imagine that's how he talks. Yeah. Talked. Talked. He's dead. Guys, I hate to be the one to break that to you. But all purple rain is no more. And, uh, but at least, at least, you know, they're not doing what they did to Michael Jackson, right? They're digging him up, saying he's a pedophile. (laughs) Poor fella. 
dead? <laughs> yes, that poor pedophile. Poor old pedophile. I mean, are people not, there's no decency in this world anymore. No. Can't a dead pedophile just be dead? Can't you just leave him be? Jesus. Guys. My God. I guess they're doing it for the other people. But, you know, we're, we're, they're, they're dropping like flies. Soon, there will be no artists that you can enjoy. Oh, they're, we were talking about this. I mean, think about it. Like Elvis. Yeah. Had his 13-year-old child bride or something. Yeah, that's true. And Jerry Lee Lewis. I mean, it's a pretty... How many songs from the 80s are about 17, 16-year-old girls? All the good ones. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you that much. Maybe not the final countdown, but maybe that's what they're counting down to when she turns 18. The final countdown. They're just waiting for her to be legal. (laughs) The final countdown. We just said, oh, now I just had to give my pay that you gave me for that royalty. (laughs) To, To Europe. Yeah, to Europe. Because they they are monitoring the podcast big time. <laughs> well, in fairness, you use that song every time. I really do. It's always the final countdown for me. <laughs> Is it? Was the final? That was not in Rocky, but I always associate that song with Rocky. Why? I cannot figure that out. But I always thought the final countdown was that Rocky. Be the final down for the count. There was yeah maybe there was the Eye of the Tiger. They yeah. had that one. Yeah. But now. Did Europe sing Eye of the Tiger? No, that was Foreigner. <laughs> well, those Europeans are foreigners <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Tell you that much. I like that we're driving in the dark so less people who will pass us on the highway can see that we're talking into microphones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, guys. This is Canadian stand-up comedy on the road. Our, literally that, on the road. Literally on the road. I don't know. I mean, it's this is it, man. This is real comedy. Driving to small towns, going, doing a dog show. It was like these people, like how, I mean, I'm making fun of them, but they're lovely people. And how many fucking, who's this good of a person that they dedicate their lives to saving animals? Honest to God. I'm up there telling shit jokes and these people are out literally saving animals' lives. I guess Michael Jackson used to do that a lot. Just saved animals. Saved animals. And that's why we excuse the pedophilia. (laughs) That's... That's why we overlook some of it. That's why I'm going to do my expose documentary on Michael Jackson about the good he did. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to do a 180. People are like, you know what? The pedophile people, they're being babies. Right? <laughs> no pun intended. They're being babies. <laughs> think, think about all the monkeys. The, the was mon- it just one? <laughs> it was just that, yeah, it was that one monkey. <laughs> but he gave him a great life. <laughs> All the kids that monkey was allowed to touch. <laughs> Inappropriately, I might add. Inappropriate monkey touching. We shouldn't be talking about this. This is going to get shut down by Europe for sure. Oh yeah, Europe is going to report this. Are they? Are they still? Are they still uh, part of Europe? Or maybe? Or did they get axed with Brexit? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I I'm, I think they might go on tour in the summers. Do all those summer festivals? Summer things? Europe. Yeah. Oh, we should go. Oh, man. Wouldn't you love to see them play the final countdown six times? Yeah. Start and finish. Hey, that. speaking of that, I was watching uh, somebody splice together the um, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not going to watch the movie, I don't think. Oh, I saw it. Yeah? I might yeah. watch it on a plane. How was it? It wasn't bad. It was yeah. pretty good, uh, you know. Then you found out, like, afterwards, a lot of the stuff was right. Yeah. That was just kind of... Yeah, that sucks. Like, it's one thing when, you know... If you if you have the movie, and it's okay, then you really want it to be at least accurate. 
like uh, like Zutterberg, the Facebook thing with uh, who's that guy who writes all the those movies? Oh, what's his name? He he wrote the West Wing, and then he and then he wrote Facebook, and he wrote the Steve Jobs thing. Aaron Sorkin. That's him, Aaron Sorkin. So Sorkin, the, like the Facebook movie was absolute bullshit. Like, it's uh, to the point where Zuckerberg uh, took all the staff and they were all laughing at all the shit that was happening. Yeah, well, I mean, the very start, I only saw, like, four minutes and I quit. Because, uh, you know, let's be honest, Facebook started because Zuckerberg was looking at MySpace and saying, I can do this. Yeah. And that wasn't in the film. And I'm like, well, this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, and they made it about a girl. The whole thing was about a girl. And Zuckerberg's like, I'm a robot. I don't, I didn't think about women at all. I was thinking about coding. And so anyway, but Zuckerberg, at first he was pissed off at the movie, but then he realized, eh, who gives a shit? It's just, it's just giving us brand recognition, and so he laughed it off. But at least with Sorkin, what he did was an Oscar-worthy movie. People went nuts about it. So if you're going to fabricate, it's got to be something that grabs the audience. And if you're going to do a biopic about Freddie Mercury, it should at least be accurate if it's not going to be amazing. You know? It did grab the audience. Right by the balls. Because he was gay. Did you know that? Did they reveal that in the movie? That Freddie Mercury was gay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, good yeah. for them. Yeah. I mean, Took a stand. Was, that well, was ballsy. Well, I mean, it was a movie about him. Yeah. The uh, thing I was watching, I was watching on YouTube, someone spliced together the Live Aid concert with the extras on the Blu-ray. Apparently there's an extras where they play the whole Live Aid oh, set. They? And I got to say, extremely well done. Like, move for move with Freddie Mercury and, and the fucking... The, oh, they put them side by side? Yeah, put them side by side. Oh, You wow. should Google that and do the YouTube for the people out there. It's really impressive. The only thing is, what it did was this Rami Malek or whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he did an amazing job. He won. Did he win the Oscar? I don't pay anyway, attention to that stuff. He was certainly nominated. No, he did. He won because my wife was like, that's the first Egyptian to ever win the Oscar. And I was like, oh. and I was like, oh, that is interesting. Do you know that for a fact or are you just saying that? She was like, no, I'm just saying that. Maybe I'm like, Sarah's dad could become the second. Well, I was like, uh, Omar Sharif, right? Oh, is he Egyptian? He's Egyptian. Oh. And name not Omar Sharif at all. Just made that up. But uh, he, uh, he did not win the Oscar. No? No. I think he, he was nominated for a bunch I think he might have won Best Supporting Actor in Lawrence Arabia, but he did not, uh, didn't win Best Actor. So he is the first Egyptian. My, for you people out there who don't listen to this podcast, and why would you? My wife is uh, Egyptian, half Egyptian, the bad half. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> anyway, Bowmanville would have killed. That would have killed them. Bowmanville. Oh man, and they loved our racist humor, but. Uh, I, and I love Rami Malek. I love that that show. Uh, what is it, Ro Mr. Robot? Oh Christ! Oh, is he in that? Oh yeah, he's the guy. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's and when when that when I started watching that show, like scene one, I said, "This guy's a big deal." I don't know who this kid is, but he's a fucking big deal. And so he's the kid in it. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, the guy, yeah. the main yeah, guy. That's one of those shows I started watching, and then. Something else came on, and I watched that instead, and then I completely forgot I ever started that. Oh, show. dude, yeah, go to you know, tuck into that. That is fucking that. For I haven't watched it since the first season, but the first season was so good. Uh, I'm afraid to watch the second season because the first season was so good. I felt like they should have just ended it because it ended so well. Anyway, um, and although he's a clearly an amazing actor, 
But when it was side by side with Freddie Mercury, to me, it looked very much like the truth, which is that he was lip syncing, you know, like it looked a little fake because and it's not fair to the kid because, I mean, they're doing side by side with the real footage. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, he's not Freddie Mercury. He can't belt out the song like that. You know, only Mercury. Jesus Christ, that guy that he's got to be the best singer in the history of pop music like that is it's insane if you go back and listen to that live aid concert what he just belts out effortlessly it makes like adele looks like a piece of human garbage compared whoa, to whoa yeah. whoa 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 whoa. whoa 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 i did forget that no daryl. no she is lovely and wonderful and a terrific singer. Daryl is a huge Adele fan. I saw someone bash her online once, and I almost, I almost commented. Almost, Ooh. almost. Yeah, well, they didn't bash her. They just said, eh, "I'm a singing teacher or something," and I gotta say, she doesn't hit the notes right. And I'm like, "Hey, go fuck yourself." She wrote the song. She can hit whatever she, notes she, she wants. Can do whatever she wants. Don't, don't ever insult Dar uh, Adele online. Daryl Purvis may consider <laughs> out there looking for. It. He may consider writing a comment. He might. I really might. do. I might report you. But that's the thing. I, I will. I was watching somebody talk about Adele saying that while, I mean, she's not apparently trained a trained singer or anything. No. So, and she, uh, and while she doesn't hit everything perfectly, it's like that's not what music's about. Like music is about emotion. You, you get yeah. like she's the way, like when she sings, uh, the hairs stand up on the back of my neck, and I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I you see Rami Malek play her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That. That'll give him another Oscar for sure. <laughs> Hello, I'm Adele. That's, that's well, you already nailed it. You might might want to apply for that job. I should. That's my, that's my favorite part of watching Adele. She'll be singing like a fucking angel, and she goes, I wrote that fucking song last <laughs> night. Oh, I did? Yeah, she's I'm pretty awesome. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Can't. What, that's why I used her as an example. Yeah. I'm like, she is the epitome of what we have that's good right now, and Freddie Mercury... Fox sakes. Like, honestly, he's got to be the greatest frontman of all time. You know? As long. Uh, maybe a, perhaps you've heard of Michael Jackson for the Jackson 5. Um, I can't. Hell of a frontman. I can't like his music anymore, Daryl. Well, not legally, but. You know, it's you're not allowed. You're not you're not allowed to like Michael Jackson <laughs> or, or Louis C.K. I was walking through the path the other day, which is the financial district of Toronto, for those of you who don't know. And there was a band playing for some event. And they were right by the bathroom, so I walked in. They were playing Michael Jackson. I used the bathroom, came out. They played a different Michael Jackson song. I'm like, can you do that now? Can you just start off with two Michael Jackson songs? They they are not uh, picking up the pulse of the public. <laughs> no. Or maybe they're just assholes. They really didn't want to get booked. They're like, you know what, guys? How about some Michael Jackson tunes? Yeah. And a little banter in the middle about, guys, what's the harm? Huh? <laughs> With loving a kid. We're Lots all adults here. So this is it. The drive back home. Daryl's lovely fiance is waiting in the wings, hoping my wife doesn't have to be rushed to the hospital. Yeah. And my toddler. My lovely fiance is literally doing work for us right now. Oh, yeah? What's she and doing? She's, uh, oh, the podcast stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. Myself and Daryl are... Uh, I mean, you guys hear this, right? Like, this is... Top of the line. Top of the line. More people need to know about podcasts like this featuring myself and Daryl. So we're uh, we're going to team up and we're going to pitch some podcasts to some reputable companies. 
reputable companies that will be dumb enough to let us in the door. <laughs> then we'll do some goddamn. I don't. We don't know the rules. We don't know if we get paid. But hey, that's not how we live our lives. No, we don't do this for pay. We don't do anything for pay. I, we didn't go to Bowmanville for pay. No, we really didn't. I really did. I went there for money. Oh, okay. Well, me too. But I mean, that's the only reason you actually go. Like you, people say, oh, you don't do comedy for money. It's like, well, well, yeah, of course. There has to be oh. some money involved. There's but people that'll drive from Toronto to Ottawa to do a seven-minute free spot. Yeah. On amateur night, and I'm always like, what do you? I call those people terrible. Oh, you're just... They're oh. all all—they're definitely terrible comedians. Why? Because if you're not terrible, there's no way you're driving five hours for a seven-minute spot at an open mic. You, you There's got to be an open mic around you. So. Now, if, if you live yeah, in a city where there's nowhere you can possibly do comedy, yeah. I would have driven four hours in Newfoundland for sure if there had been a, a room I could have played. There was no rooms. You would have hit so many moose. I would have hit many moose. Many much moosin'. That's a Brian Regan bit. Many much moosin'. And uh, there was nowhere to play in Newfoundland. But if you live in Toronto or Ottawa or Kingston, or like there's, there's places to do comedy, you know? Even in uh, fucking Bowmanville. Yeah. You know? Just go to Legion. <laughs> do a set. Oh, oh, right. The blind guy. I almost forgot about the blind guy. So... I was saying, um, you know, uh, what's a sexy job? It's one of the one of the bits I do. If you guys have watched me perform stand-up, maybe you heard it. So I ask the audience, what do you guys think is a sexy job? And a guy yelled out, dog walker, because he was a dog walker, you know, at this place where they rescue dogs. So we all laughed. We had a little laugh at it. And he goes, and I'm blind. But he kind of said that after as I was talking, so I only half heard it. But I was pretty sure that's what he said. But I wasn't sure if he was serious. And then later, I see that he's watching Daryl on his iPhone, like with Daryl magnification on huge. And the, the, the screen he's put up right to his sunglasses because he's wearing sunglasses because he's blind. And um, then I was so pissed off that I missed the jokes, you know? A blind dog walker? That mm -hmm. was comedy gold. I immediately yeah. thought... Well, that's like the dogs are walking you when yeah. you think about yeah. it. You know, these, and you do it from the dog's perspective. These poor fucking dogs are like, hey, we signed up for a dog walker and we got to drag this asshole around. You know, yeah. boom, would have been so many jokes. I think technically most people who are blind are dog walkers. Right. See, there's another one. <laughs> you know, and I, I, they write themselves. They write themselves, you know, and, and so I hate that when I miss out on an opportunity like that. But I will also say, you know. People gripe a lot about the technology and the kids are on the iPads too much and the phones, and that's true. And the cyberbullying, and that's no, true. Buddy, hold over, on. Don't come over don't here. Don't come over here. We're on the microphones. Where some guy almost, uh, well, he put on his blinker and we were passing him. But everything's fine, Deanne. Diane. <laughs> she Ev is not listening to this. She is not listening to this. But uh, what was I talking about? The blind uh, guy. But the, the oh, iPhones yeah. and the iPhones. There's so much good shit that's coming out. Like deaf people, they use their phones to communicate constantly. They just type shit in, and it just spits it out what they were saying, what they wanted to say, mm -hmm. or or and then they just read it off their other friend's phone instead of having to, you know, do a million sign languages. And and if you don't know sign language, you can you know what they're saying. I don't think they're doing a million sign languages. I think they're doing a million signs. Whatever. I don't know much mm -hmm. about the deaf. 
But, uh, yeah, so, and this guy, here he is, not able to take in the beauty of Daryl Purvis with his own oh, eyes. Technology. Technology saved him. Oh. Saved him. At first, I, when I, I didn't realize it was, when I didn't realize he was blind, and I saw him doing that with his phone, I actually thought he was uh, Facebook live streaming you. Yeah, so did I. And then there's another guy on the other side, one of the drunk talkie table. Yeah, yeah. He was had his phone up the whole time, but I think he was just a texting guy. Yeah. But he was like facing me, like I was like ah, ah didn't want to start. Did you see that redheaded kid? That's he, the one who was doing it. That was a texter, yeah. I yeah, yeah. Or he was taping, filming. Yeah, he was a weird kid. Uh, he yeah. was there drinking with his mom. Yeah, you know when you're from a small town, here's the thing, that guy's going out to fight tonight. Yeah. That that's the guy. I saw him. And I'm like. There's the guy who was going out looking for fights. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to fight somebody. Yeah. And he, it didn't seem like he was enjoying the show. But occasionally I looked over and he'd be laughing a lot. It's just like he, he it was like he, hopefully he was just too drunk to be mm. paying attention to the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to just being so stupid that he couldn't follow the show until we occasionally said fuck. And then he would bust out laughing. We said it a lot tonight. I did. We both taught, we said fuck so many times tonight. Yeah. And they loved it. You get that. That's the thing. You get that vibe when you go into the small towns. And, again, let me preface by saying I'm from a town of 5,000. So, and Bowmanville's a lot bigger than that. But it's still got a small town feel to it. And when you go there, you just start fucking, fucking fuck. Yep. You know, you're hey, you're, you're having beers. None of these horse shit European good tasting beers. <laughs> just... I got. I bought Daryl a Molson Export. Yeah, um, bud. And the, the, it was between that Molson, Labatt, and Coors. We got some international flavor with some Coors, <laughs> and a nice American beer. It was. Oh yes, they also had Budweiser. Tire, also an American beer. Tire pressure low. Check tires. Oh, well, that's disconcerting. All right. Thanks so much. That redheaded kid came out and flattened your tire. Yeah, he stabbed my tire. Son of a bitch. Oh, man. That makes me, I do wonder, because we were parked illegally, as you remember. Probably the spot we were in was full of glass. I shouldn't have been there. Uh, probably would have heard the glass breaking underneath the tires. And now and now I feel like I can hear the tire flopping. No, flop, right, flop, this flop, is flop. just the highway. It's just the highway. All right. Man, this po- what, what if we don't get to publish this podcast? If we, if we die, if we go off the road, I will do everything I can to publish this <laughs> Wi-Fi as we bleed out. <laughs> Is you can use my data if that helps. It will help. It will help because I have... Oh, I learned a new trick this week. What? what? Oh, my... Tell the listeners. Well, I'm not going to say which phone company, but my contract was up and I was paying way too much. So I phoned them, and they offered me a better deal, month to month, no contract. And I was like, okay. But then I said, but I still want my phone unlocked because I'm going to go to the other phone companies and see what they offer. Mm. And then about uh, an hour or two later, a text showed up on my phone saying, would you like this offer instead? And they literally took $45 a month off my phone bill. Wow. Just because, and they, when I went, when I phoned them said to say, yes, I would like that deal, she literally said, yes, it was because you asked to have your phone unlocked. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Of course. Yeah. So that's what you do. If you, because they'll, they'll, they'll fucking, you can't, it's so hard to haggle with them on the phone these days. They know so many tricks. And uh, so, yeah, 
that sounds good. You phone and say, I'd like my phone unlocked after your contract is up. That's all you have to say. You don't have to say, give me a better deal. Say, give me that phone unlocked. And they know what you mean. Yep. They know exactly you're going to shop around. So in order that for them to keep you, they'll give you an actually decent deal where they're yep. not completely and utterly raping you. My phone now is literally less or more than half of what, or what am I trying to say? Less than half of the Less money? than half of what it used to be. Yeah. I tell you what. I my phone is $35 a month and it never changes and uh, I got it with Kudo years ago and they keep offering me hey we'll give you this amount for my I have 250 megabytes of data I simply should I go DVP yeah you can do whatever you want man this is your life mm. although I'd say no just because I'll tell you this I hate the DVP me on too. Friday and Saturday night at this time, yeah. everybody's going to the clubs from up north, yep. and they are flying down that highway. Yeah, you're right. To get, it's terrifying. And I hate the DVP at, at yeah, any... Yeah, it's twisty and turny yeah, and... Any point in the day, it's always bottlenecked, it's always shit. I'll go, I'll just go, yeah, I'll go to Young Street. The DVP, of course, is the Daryl Very Much Purvis Daryl Very Much Purvis. Highway. That lady... Uh, the or not Kelly, but the other or organizer. Mm -hmm. uh, she just kept saying to me, "What's his name?" It's like Daryl <laughs> Purvis. She was like, "Oh my God, I'm going to say Purvis. I'm going to say Purvis." I'm like, hey, "He won't uh, care. Just go." Whole she was like, life. She was like, "Uh, um, oh, is that cops? No, no. it's just a broken, broken down van. We're not going to help you." Um, but yeah, so she was like, "Hey, I, I just want to say goodnight to you guys and thank you." So your name? What's your name? Mark Bennett and Daryl. Oh, Daryl. I'll just say Daryl. I was like, yeah, it'd be that's nice. Fine enough. It'd be nice if you said his last name. And uh, then she, when she heard you wrapping up, you were like, oh, it's been great. But, of course, you were going to do a couple more bits. She just launched to the <laughs> stage. I tried to grab her to say, like, he's definitely not done. He wouldn't end with, hey, so did you guys have a good time? Yeah. Goodbye. Good night. But so she ran up on stage. Daryl had to say, I'm not done. Sit the fuck down. But I got a big laugh, so that was cool. She was nice, though. Yeah, they all were. Everybody yeah. was very nice. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, paranoid about this tire pressure. Man, oh man, that'll get us home. Hey, let's let's hope so. <laughs> this could be this could be the podcast that we pitch to that reputable network. Yeah, hey, will they make it home? We'll call it. <laughs> and every every time a podcast is published, and people will know the suspense. I guess that won't work. The suspense is gone <laughs> because the podcast is up. We'll put in a contingency plan. We'll put the, the, the recorder in a black box so that even if there's a ball of fire, it'll be <laughs> saved. And then we'll leave instructions for our wives to publish these podcasts. <laughs> I, I did a show in Alberta one time <laughs> with Noor Kidwai, who's a very funny uh, comedian. And uh, he got a flat tire on the trombone. No. And then he would just stop at a gas station and pump it up. And then we'd drive a little further and <laughs> stop at another gas station and pump it up again. And it was just... <laughs> So he they did. would all be gone. The air would be out of it within minutes, of course. And then you're driving on a rim, and eh, that's you know, comedians with no money. No, yeah, he, he just didn't want to replace a tire and didn't have a spare. Didn't have a spare. He just oh nor yeah, and that was like a drive from like Lethbridge to Calgary. That's three hours oh, or Jesus. something. Yeah, yeah. It's um, being a comedian is is no glamour. No, no glamorous life. I'll no. tell you what. 
It's, this is about as good as it gets, that you get to actually drive in a functioning car. Oh, you get to come home at night. Come home at oh, night. Oh, that's great. A one, a one-off gig. You did it with your friend. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, you're you home before midnight. Home before midnight. Even if the show is an hour and a half late. Even. Yeah, yeah. All right. The car is telling me that uh, it's time to get off the highway, so I will turn off the podcast. Uh, thanks so much. For Daryl Purvis. Thank you for being on my show and having me on your podcast. Thank you for paying me to have oh, a podcast. You're welcome. And uh, thanks to the to the Durham region of Bowmanville. Bowmanville. Saving dogs, going out there. What's the name of it? Rough Start, which is Rough actually Start. a cool name. Yeah. Rough R-U-F-F. Start. U-F-F. I, I actually had it in my head. If uh, if it didn't go well off the top, I was going to do some Rodney Dangerfield. I was going to be like, oh, you're talking about a rough start. <laughs> 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 but the problem with that is that I'm already doing badly. So that, <laughs> so then that joke oh, wouldn't no, have... Oh, no, you. They would have loved a little Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> a little Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, my God. Guys, that's it. We're at a stoplight. It's time to end the podcast. Before we look like the weirdos with microphones in a car. Uh, it's not even 11 o'clock, and we're that's on great. our way home. Guys, check out the, the Bohemian Rhapsody mashup. Check out... Daryl Purvis, is it DarylPurvis.ca? Yes. DarylPurvis.ca. You can listen to his album on iTunes or wherever you get albums. And, uh, you know, look him up. See his Instagram. Do you have an Instagram? Instagram, uh, dpurcomic. Dpurcomic. D-P-U-R. Oh, it's, like, it's almost like a double entendre, like deeper, as yes. in like penises. Yeah. Oh, man. This is why they pay you the big Bowmanville bucks. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Okay, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, I'll check in with you again soon. Let's go home and see if my wife's in labor. Yay. Later on.